Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 68th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. We are going north of the border today to speak to a former defender uh, in the McCarthy era, Christoph Berra, 154 appearances for the Wolves and no goals between 2009 and 2013. Christoph, how are you, mate? I'm good to see yourself. I'm I'm very good. I um I hear congratulations are in order because um your wife has just given birth, hasn't she? Yeah, we just uh, had a, a baby girl early, on the early hours of Sunday morning. Uh, we had actually had a game on Saturday and I had to leave at half time um because she was going into hospital because she had contractions and uh, next thing we know it, uh, we, early hours of Sunday morning we got a a little baby girl arrived, so we're um, over the moon and um, looking forward to the the many years ahead of um, you know having a kid and all the things that come with it. Ah, oh, lovely! Because I believe you've already got a daughter, haven't you? Um, so you got, yeah, yeah. So a, a nice little sister yeah. for her now, and welcome. Because uh, I've just had a daughter as well four months ago, so welcome to sleepless nights again, Christoph. <laughs> well, that's the thing that uh, everyone talks about. So hopefully, I can adapt and not. The older you get, the less sleep you need. So hopefully, I can uh, I can adapt to that. <laughs> For it being heck, I wish someone had told me. Um, so, Christoph, what we all—in fact, actually—before we start, um, Christoph, um, where does that name come from? Because I know you was born in Edinburgh, and it doesn't sound very Scottish to me. Yeah, born and bred in Edinburgh. My mum's from from Edinburgh. Uh, but my dad is, he's French, he moved over uh, top of my head, early 20s to, he became a waiter to learn the language, then uh, next thing you know, you know, you met my mother, and Bob's your uncle really. <laughs> oh, brilliant, so actually, I know we'll talk about your, your, your Scotland cap, so you could have actually played for France. Technically, yes, I could have, but... Technically, I would have been good enough, so <laughs> I ended up uh, choosing Scotland. Not that I ever had an option of playing for France, but yeah, um, I could have, but not 40, 41 appearances in Scotland and four goals, so I can't complain. Oh, that is an amazing record, and you certainly can't complain. So, what we always do at the start of the podcast, Christoph, is go back to how it all started, really, and you sort of junior football, and, and how you got spotted by Hearts. Um, I was probably, I was a late developer. Originally, as I started playing football for my primary school, we weren't the best, to be honest. We went through spells, we were, we were getting hammered, and we kind of gradually got better. I played all positions, goalkeeper, defender, striker, you know, in these days, I think it was like 7v7, then we, we built ourselves up to 11v11. Then I actually um, joined... A local boys club. I'm, I'm, off the top of my head, I, I've been asked this question quite a lot. I think it was in the under 12s. It was a Dyna Hibs boys club. It was um, actually not no nothing nothing connection to Hibs, who are obviously Hearts' biggest right. rivals in, in the city. But um, I joined them around under 12s, and I played there until uh, basically the last season that I could have had an opportunity to play in the youth development system before. You go to full time, so I was really 
kept on saying to my dad, yeah, oh, I don't think I'm, nothing's ever going to happen, I'm not going to get picked up. Yeah. Then eventually, um, Hearts had been watching me. I joined there under, I think it was 15s or 16s, the last year in the academy before you you have a decision if you're going to get a contract with the, like, the under 18s or 17s or 19s. It's always changing. So um, I got taken in there. There was actually, they recruited quite a lot of players from the boys' club level for some reason. I think it was one of the weaker age groups. And there'd been boys who'd been there for all through their, their the youth system from what under eights to whatever under sixteens, and I think I was the only one who actually got a contract at heart. So um, okay. I, I went there and progressed quite a lot, and um, they obviously seen something in me. Yeah, I got offered a, a because of the, the age group I was. I got offered. A t- it's usually when you, you go to the youth development for young pros, it's either a, a three year contract or a two year contract. Yeah. Because I was a year later, I got a two year contract, and uh, I signed that, and. Um, you know, I played for the under-18s, obviously some reserve games as well. And from there, you know, I kind of just, I kind of progressed under the coaches and managed to, you know, play for the first team and make my debut. So I was a late developer and, um, you know, I was quite fortunate. So how old was you when you made your debut, Christopher Hearts? Uh, 18. I'm sure it was on a January away game to Kilmarnock. The captain, Stephen Presley, he was, I think he, he fell ill in the morning of the game or the night before and um, you know I, I started in that game I think we drew 1-1 and actually my first two or three seasons of Hearts you know I only maybe played a handful of games maybe five uh, maybe build up to eight then maybe ten or twelve yeah. I think it took three or four years before I, I kind of became a regular I think I was maybe I don't know maybe 21 you know and um, back in those days, actually, our first my first three or four appearances were always against Kilmarnock for some reason. It just seemed all the time I was playing against Kilmarnock, so it was really strange. But um, yeah, so yeah, it was um, it was it was good times. And interestingly, because I, I haven't asked this question, so I do not know the answer. Who did you mm-hmm. support growing up? I was always like a, you know a Hearts fan. To be honest, I was never like. Um, an avid like fan as in I'd be like you get some fans just, like some fans who are just total 100% I was kind of a wee bit more relaxed you know I supported Hearts but I wasn't a, a fanatic if you know what I mean you know I was kind of yeah. I watched all types of football and that and, but, but yeah Hearts were the yeah, with the team I supported. So, so you definitely didn't support Hibs then? We just want to clear that. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, that was your apprenticeship to football, really. Six years at Hearts and, and you know, obviously six six successful years, over 100 appearances. Um, and then came the move south of the border uh, to Wolves in, in 2009. Now, that, it was a massive fee, Christoph, two and a half million pounds. And I believe Wolves had originally gone in at one and a half million and that got knocked back. Then two million, that got knocked back, and then they come back on deadline day in two thousand and nine with with two and a half million pounds. So really, how did you come to hear about the move to Wolves? Um, and and yes, it was a big money move, but was it big a big move in in in, in as much as leaving Scotland for the first time? Yeah, I think um, at that time, as I said, I never started playing regularly until I was maybe 21. And I actually, the day I moved, I, it was on my birthday, the 31st of January, and deadline day in the winter transfer window, I just turned 24. So if you look now, well, I, I, it's, it's probably a bit old, 
not older to leave, but for a defender, I, I suppose you need to be a bit more mature and get games under your belt. Yes. And I think, as you said, the, the, the club had rejected a few bids before, but I don't think that was in the, that transfer window. I think they might have offered in the summer transfer window as well, yeah. off the top of my head, but that got rejected. And there'd been interest from other clubs I heard, so maybe another couple of English clubs and maybe a, a couple of foreign clubs. But at that time, you know, I, I kind of got to the stage that you know, I needed to move, I wanted to move, I'd enjoyed my time at Hearts, but as most people, um, obviously Scottish football is great, but most people who play up in Scotland want to play in England, you know, and play in the highest level. Yeah, and challenge themselves almost. Wales are f- yeah, 100%, like, challenge like going to be about the boost financially, financially. Hang on a sec. It's driven by that. Oh, so, sorry, no. Christoph. We did lose you for a second then. Sorry. We did lose That's WhatsApp for you. Okay. Um, sorry, uh, Christoph. Like I said, you, you do want to challenge yourself, don't you? Yes, sorry, uh, Christoph. So, obviously, moving um, south of the border, uh, for any Scottish player, really, and, you, you know, you look back at the 70s and 80s and all the big Scottish players always wanted to, to sort of test themselves in England. So I'll take it, you know, naturally, it was the same for you? Yeah, I think so. I think for any player who's playing in Scotland who have, have got ambitions of what played down in England, you know, it's seen as a, the biggest league in the world and, you know, it's really competitive. And as I'm saying, I'm not going to lie, you know, financially as well, you've got to make a living. And yes. obviously that, that is the difference between... Scottish and English football, you know, financially as well. So yeah, that was another aspect. But I had yes. ambitions in my life to play the highest level, and to do that, I had to go down England to play, play at that level. And um, you know, rules came in. I got, I think uh, the transfer deadline day was maybe the Saturday. I got a phone call on uh, Friday from my agent that obviously they had accepted a bid. Flew down Saturday morning watched the game at home. I think it could have been against Watford if it's the top of my head. Right. Uh, I watched that game. I went to the training ground, done my medical, went to the hotel, the Mount Hotel. Yes, the Mount, yeah. a couple of weeks to start off with. Uh, obviously, trained the next day because I think we had a game on a Tuesday. I wasn't involved. Obviously, it's a bit early, but, you know, that, that first day's training Sunday, I felt knackered. And actually, that first week, the weather was really bad. It was really snowy. And that first week, I wasn't actually... Feeling the best, you know. I was, I was, I, my body. I, I never get ill or that, you know. But I, I was, I had a sickness bug yeah. for some reason. So I think I, um, I just grinded through that week to start with, and uh, I think I made my debut against. It was Coventry away actually, and I think I wasn't a hundred percent, but I was. I'm never one to like miss a game or miss training. I just got on with it, yeah. And that was really a, a big eye opener for me in that game to what I needed to, the standards I needed to hit and the improvements I needed to make it myself to to compete at that level. So, so I mean, is it fair to say then, obviously, you've been playing at that point in the, the, the Scottish Premier League um, and you'd actually, I believe, just previously, you'd, you'd made your, your debut for Scotland. So, is there, a, is there quite a bit of a gulf, quite a difference when, when you sort of play in the Championship and then subsequently the Premier League? Is, is you know, is it, a, a, like you said, a bit of a real eye-opener for you? It, not disrespectful for Scottish football because there is a lot of good players in and, and, and Celtic and Rangers when they're flying high, you know, they, they would compete down England easily. You know, yes. they're massive clubs have got a full of international players. But yeah, you're, you're playing every, every team majority of four times a season um, and when you go down England there's 
playing every team twice a season. Every team's got a variety of players, technical, like fast, strong. So every every week, you know, you, you know you're up you're up for a different kind of challenge, you know. And uh, so yeah, because it's, it's Scottish football. Yet yeah, there is a lot. There is good teams, and there's some good technical teams who try and do the right thing. Yes. But when you're down in England, it is more competitive. Yes. Uh, there's no lying about it. You know, as I said, there's a more variety of player, all different types of players, and especially now in the Championship, you know, there's a a lot of good teams. It's harder and harder for people to play in the Premier League with all the the foreigners who who play in it and all. Foreigners from all sorts of different countries who played in the Premier League who, 10, 15 years ago, who would have played there, you know. So yes. it's for British players, I think, it is, and especially Scottish, it is harder to, to get down into the Premier League. But the Championships is at such a level now, it, it, you know, that's, that's a close second, you know. Oh, certainly. I mean, it, it couldn't have really gone any better for you, the move, because I'm sure that, that when you um, when you heard about the move to Wolves and, and when you knew of their interest and subsequently signed, you, from your point of view, obviously the dream is to, to to play in the Premier League to get the club promoted, and that's what it couldn't have gone any better because obviously that season, um, you you uh, made your debut in the February, and then obviously we got promoted uh, in the May. I mean that's 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 a dream start, isn't it, Christoph? Yeah, definitely. To I think the first couple of games we, we never won. You know, our first game at Coventry we got beat two one. Uh, I don't think we were great that day. Then we went up to Burnley, we got beat 1-0. I actually, I, I played pretty well in that game. But then eventually we started to get back on on, on a winning run. And, you know, I, I can't remember how many, how many points we won the league by. But, you know, in the end it was quite comfortable. And, um, you know, yeah, you're right. It was it was a dream start, you know. And obviously the next three years were um, playing in the Premier League, which I think, until you look back, me personally, sometimes you don't appreciate things until you... That's no disrespect to whoever I played for, but I don't think you, you appreciate what level you played at and the players you played against and the arenas you played in front of and that kind of side of things until you know you come to the end of your career and you look back and think, you know, I'm one of a handful of players who've, who've been very fortunate to do that. I mean, is it is it fair to say, Christoph? Because that's a, a point I, I wasn't really going to come to because you, you're obviously still playing, but does your career almost pass you by quite quickly because as you say there was three years in the Premier League there you played in some huge stadiums against world class players but you can look back on it now but at the time does it does it go quite quickly? Yeah I think so I played the fraction for a Scottish player you know I, I, I was played for eight seasons down there and uh, that's quite a long considering because I, I know a lot of Scottish players sometimes go down there and end up coming back quite quickly and uh, yeah. I managed to stick it out and yeah it's um, when I look back you know um, I can't complain the career I've had there could have been maybe some certain aspects I could have done better or made maybe slightly better decisions but in all honesty when I look back you know I can't I can't complain and uh, the the path my football career's had yeah you know and uh, you know, I enjoyed every minute. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of highs, a lot of lows, especially when you're one of the teams who are fighting to stay in the Premier League. For example, you know it, it is tough going, especially when you're a defender as well. You know, sometimes it's, it's it is tough. It is tough at times. But you know, when that's all done and dusted, and you, you hang up your boots, you know, you're on, you're only most of the time you're going to get remembered for the good things you've done. You know, of course. I mean, the, to be honest, the first season in the Premier League, we didn't do too bad. I think it was. 
a 14th or 15th place finish. Um, obviously, the next two seasons, we're pretty much flirting with relegation uh, all year. But as a defender, it must be particularly hard. I suppose in one respect, perversely, it, it's, it's quite good because you're seeing a lot of the ball and you, 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 you know, you're in a, <laughs> the thick of it almost, week in, week out. Um, but, but, you know, d does it make it any, not, not better almost, but, but, you know, you do see a lot more of the ball, don't you, when you're up against it? Yeah, definitely. You're, you're playing at a higher level. I mean, we went into that league, we weren't the biggest spenders, we didn't have the biggest budget. And the majority of our team were probably a kind of British style. And, you know, the way the Mick plays, you know, you see him just now still being successful at Cardiff. You know, he's he's usually up and at them. It's kind of a physical game, high tempo game. Yes. And sometimes you can be isolated and you can, and if you're not on it, you can get found out, you know, especially as a defender. There's a lot of 1v1s running the channel and balls over the top. And, you know, it's. Um, I think it's um, and when it works, it's great. But sometimes, if it doesn't go so well, and you're just off at a slight touch, you know, you can get exposed. Yeah, and I want to talk about your relationship with with Mick McCarthy shortly because obviously he had a lot of faith in you, and that that you know that's Solbakken uh, come in, um, and initially, I don't think sort of Solbakken fancied you, did he, Christoph? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think uh, he wasn't at first. He wasn't sure about me the first game of the season I didn't we're away to Legion United we got B1-0 I didn't start that game but after that I, I played and I stayed in the team and I know we, we struggled that year and just all back and we had a great start I think yeah. and we kind of just were just losing games by the odd goal and maybe not scoring off, off the top of my head but I actually played I actually improved under Solbach and I think he, he taught me a different side of the game Okay. Yeah, it was a different way, a different way of playing, and I actually enjoyed playing under him. You know, um, okay, we weren't successful, but as a player, I, I thought I performed pretty well under him. And even I'm sure he said to myself, you know, he was pleased the way I was developing and the way I was playing. You know, and uh, football's about small margins sometimes. And I think when he got the sack, we were just as close to the playoffs as we were, were to relegation. Really, yeah. the club, the club decided to do that. Um, who knows what could have happened, but. He, he, he came over with a different philosophy, a different way of playing, and, and at times it worked, and at times, you know, it was difficult um, coming to British football. Sometimes the foreign managers can maybe just underestimate it a little bit, but yeah. you know, I think in time he, he would have got it right, and you know, it's a, it is a different style of football going to from England in the Championship to um, and to maybe European football, which is a bit more tactical at the time. Yeah, I mean, what was quite interesting about Solbeckham was he was a bit of a sort of left-field appointment, really, where I don't think many people, um, many supporters especially, hadn't heard of him. And, you know, I understand for players like Jody Craddock, he, he sort of effectively ended Jody's Wolves career and, you know, there was a few... He come in and he made a few... Um, a few decisions which obviously, um, you know, transformed various players' careers. Um so from your point of view, you know, although it was a difficult start, it got better. Uh, and then in come Mr. Dean Saunders. I mean, what was your relationship like with Dean, Christophe? Uh, <laughs> I don't think... Well, I came in, I played the first three or four games, and I, I'm not just saying this, and there's times in the past I've maybe, maybe not been honest with myself, but... Um, and actually, I'm, I'm very honest, and I'm my biggest critic, but... Yes. You know what... Uh, I think I played the first three or four games and I didn't play badly at all Yeah. but he decided not to play me and I got banished from the team totally I wasn't even on the 
on the uh, the bench or the squad really and um, no I mean I, not that I would ever if anyone knows me I'm not a bad egg or that of course I'm every day I work hard I'm yes. honest in that but no we didn't um, not that we didn't have arguments or that I just I just wouldn't say he was very honest with me and then um, maybe he said some things and done others you know and just, uh, just that's the way it was you know uh, that was his management style and um that's just the way it was really and that that must be quite difficult for you Christoph because I remember um, I actually you'll remember too I played in a, a golf day with you at Walls the once and and to be fair look you can tell you're a great lad you know you're not going to be um, you know you're not going to be uh, a negative influence in the dressing room etc etc you're a model professional and it, I suppose it is difficult when a new manager comes in and, and doesn't fancy and almost banishes you especially after You'd been at Wolves, um, you know, and, and you, you, you sort of, this was into your fourth year at that point. You, you know, I bet it hurts a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know what the what, what ins and outs were. My contract was up, you know. Um, I think I got a wee bit of stick from the crowd as well, just for, I don't know if it came in the, pre, in the press saying I wanted to leave. I, I, I don't know how it, how it worked out, you know, saying I, I, don't, I don't know if it came out saying I put a transfer request, which never happened. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure. I can't remember the top of my head. It was that long ago. But yeah, just just the way it was. Um, I didn't play. I pers- as I said, I, pers- I played the first three or four games, and I, I never performed badly for him. You know, uh, um, and then that happened. I don't know if he was told by someone else not to play me because I wasn't going to be there next season. I'm not really sure. But sometimes that's the way football is. Um, it was tough at the time. Uh, I remember the last game of the season. We were playing Brighton away, <laughs> being relegated. Yeah, and he just told me after training. Usually uh, Friday after training, we kind of um, leave straight after training at the bus down to hotel and had trained. And he just said, "Oh, you're you're not in the squad. You can just like you're not travelling." So I was like, "Oh well, can I just go home? Like back to Scotland?" As we said, like, "Yeah." So it was, uh, then I had to go and say my farewells to everyone, and which was quite a, it was quite emotional. I had tears in my eyes and that, saying bye to people I'd played for uh, with for three or four years and staff members as well and yeah it was uh, just uh, I, I knew obviously I was I was leaving and that but I thought I'd yeah. maybe be travelling to the game but he decided not to which is fair enough I understand that but it just it happened so quickly and I just had to go and you know say my my goodbyes and that was it I drove I basically drove um, I think my car was packed I'm not sure and um, I just drove up the M6 back to Scotland I mean, you see that that, that once again, you, you you'd all effectively saw your contract out at Walls four years, and and to be treated like that, you know, it isn't great. I mean, to be fair, Christoph, you do- I went to Brighton, you dodged a bullet that day by not being there. <laughs> I mean, but the reality was that season um, where we got relegated from the Championship. In the side, there's yourself, uh, Roger Johnson, Jamie O'Hara, Carl Henry, uh, Matt Doherty, Sacco. That, 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 I've said this too in a previous interview with Jamie O'Hara. That was a team good enough to win that league and get promoted. And that's a fact, by the way. That was a team good enough. Where, where do you think it all went wrong? Because it, it went horribly, horribly wrong, didn't it? Yeah, I think uh, it, it was on paper. I think we started the season well, actually. Yeah. We top of the league at one point. And we just had a, a massive dip. Um, I don't know. I think there's some players there who I think they maybe they maybe not wanted to play in the championship. Really, were up for the fight. Um, and I think sometimes you need to uh, we refresh and you know um, 
bring different characters in, people who know what the, the champion's going to be, the championship's going to be like. Because as yes. you see just now, when teams go down, it's difficult to get back up. And, yes. Uh, for example, Leeds and Southampton, it's all happened to them. And in, in the long term, maybe it was the best thing that could have happened to these clubs, and maybe Wolves as well, because they've come back stronger, oh. bigger and stronger, really. Uh, but at the time, yeah, it was just... At times we weren't winning, we weren't getting, getting games by lots. It, it was odd goals here, they weren't performing badly, but we just got on such a rut. And I think, I don't know, I just think, um, obviously, maybe getting rid of Solbach and so early, as I said, if we were in the relegation zone, could understand it, but we were a wee bit. We were yeah. just as many points off playoffs as we were relegation, and obviously. Yeah, we brought in another manager, and um, that didn't didn't go to plan at all, and um, it was just a, a, a downward spiral, really. Um, I want to obviously allude back to a point that you just made, Christoph, about the the fans getting on your back. Now, listen, I've been a Wolves fan for as long as I can remember. I've been in that stadium, and do you know what? Um, Wolves fans do always need a scapegoat, whether we're top of the league, bottom of the league, top of the Premier, in Europe, out of Europe, you name it. You know that the, there is always a player that, that, for whatever reason, comes under the brunt of it. When you when you got a bit of stick, and especially if you're playing, does it start affecting you, Christoph? Because it can be a confidence game. Uh, no, I don't think I, I was one who was getting singled out. You know, I think I, I, I'm not off the top of my head, but I'm sure like, something came out that I wasn't saying a new contract or etc. Right. Et so obviously you get a wee bit of stick, but nothing over the top. There would be players who got like everyone, like, every club you go. If you're not performing well, the team's not doing well. Yes, you're going to get a bit of stick, and especially defenders as well. They're the usually the forefront of the. If things are not going well, it's always a defensive spot, which is natural. It comes with the, the position, you just deal with it. But yeah, I wouldn't say I was singled out or that. It was just top of my head. That's I've not got the best memory in the world. I've had too many balls for that. But yeah, um, yeah. I think I, I, I was never one who got my affected, my confidence affected. You know, I've always been quite sick skinned I just get on with things. I don't really read the press or that, or I'm not. I don't go into social media so much. And yeah, you know, I've always been. I'm kind of focusing I get on with it I, I'm not one to get down about things and okay like you'll have doubts everyone has doubts but not yes. not, not for me as in I'd always turn up train well and same focus on every game you know and at times when, when the, the team's not the team was struggling and confidence was low and we're, we're not I said that downward spiral you know it kind of just if the team's not forming well together then individuals as you said, are affected and get singled, not singled out, but things are highlighted. And, yes. And it could just be a goal here or there. You know, I played in many games before when you, you know, you win 2-1 or something and you know, you had a great game, but deep down you, you actually didn't play that well. Yes. And in games you maybe get beat 1-0 and you had a great game, but oh, defence was rubbish. It's just, football is just, um, it's how people see it. It's all about opinions at, at times and it's just, it's, it's for the moment, you know, and uh, it's true to say goals can change games and the perception of people's views on that. Yeah. And it just takes one person. I've heard people say it before. I don't know who it was, actually. It's, I think it was um, uh, it Bielsa Leeds saying that people like read write articles and that, and people who have maybe not watched the game form their views of an article or a comment, then that gets that's maybe published on social media then everyone else forms a view on that but they don't really know what actually happened you know so um, that's that's football in general you know it's all about opinions and you know as I said at every club you are you're, you're not doing well the, the team's going to get sticky 
Yes, yeah. Now, I notice as well, you aren't on Twitter, Christoph, once again. Another yeah. bullet dodged. Um, that place can be a bit of a sewer at times. Has that just been a, a decision, really, that, that you know, it, it's just not for you? Do you know what, like, there's a story then I had to have before when I was at Wilkes. Right. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure it, had, uh, it was. I'm sure it was a Sunday game, I think, or a Saturday game, away to fool and live on television. I think we got hammered 4 0. And I looked at my Twitter, and I, obviously the team was getting stick. I was, everyone was getting stick. Uh-huh. And I just thought to myself, do I really need to have social media where I can let anybody have a go at me? And, yeah. Because in the end, unless you're a top, top superstar who have Twitter for a reason, for commercial and stuff like that, and yeah. financially, I don't think there's no need for players to have it. Because in the end, like, yeah. it's just, it gives anybody the option to have a, a, a dig at you or. It's great when things are going well, but you know you could be doing well, could have a hundred great comments, but you have one bad comment, and that's one one bad comment that stick that sticks out. You know, and I just thought, no, I'm not. I'm not really on social media very often, and I just think it's just the, what, what's the benefit in it, unless it's for a promotional or you're trying to obviously you're getting paid money for it. And I just didn't think. I just thought, no, why am I? put myself out there to get hammered from people and I just I, that's what it was I'm not I'm not shaming saying that I just thought nah it's not for me I'm not one of the kind of person that people anyway to be always on social media yes. tweeting stuff and tagging stuff and trying to you know you mean, let people know you mean, you mean like me <laughs> yeah I mean look Chris I mean you know I do a bit of charity work on there and like I said social media has obviously you know it's got its benefits but for a player like you said you know when it's going well you can get great comments and and listen when you've had a bad game as a professional um, you know you've had a bad game Uh, you, you feel bad enough about it as it is you don't need a few hundred supporters then reminding you you've had a bad game neither yeah definitely I I, as I said, I understand why the superstar and the big name players do it, but I'll be surprised if a lot of the the, the players in the lower the teams in the Premier League will have Twitter. You know, there's there's not really any there's not nothing to gain from it, to be honest. No, no. Well, like I said, you've dodged a huge bullet there, Christoph. <laughs> now, um, in 2013, uh, interestingly, a move to Ipswich. Followed uh, Mick McCarthy. I mean, we've we've spoken about your relationship with with Starla Solbakken and, and and with Dean Saunders. Look, Mick has got a lot of faith in you, Christoph, throughout your career. You can see that. Um, what what sort of relationship did you did you have with Mick, and what was your time like down at Ipswich? Yeah, that was just moved quite. Uh, it came quite late on. I was a free agent, and some, sometimes when people think you're a free agent or you'll get a move easy. Okay, you know, I had a, I had three or four options, a, a couple in Scotland, uh, down south as well. And to be honest, obviously we had been relegated, so your stock's not at your highest, you know. I was still playing international football, which was, I was yeah. lucky enough to be doing that. But yeah, your stock's not the highest. And um, so, uh, and I hadn't really played for the last three months of the season. I think I missed the last... No, 16, 17, 18 games at uh, Wheels before we got relegated. You know, I never played those games, so I hadn't been playing for three or four months prior to that. And um, so people really need to see, and then obviously you, 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 ta- you get tagged with the team that got relegated. Yeah. Um, so that move came about two weeks before preseason went down there. What's a preseason game? I didn't play the first three or four games of the season. Then on my debut, um, I think we were playing Birmingham away and I scored, and um, I think we got a draw. And, Never really looked back from there. You know, I got player of the year the first season. 
player players play of the year and the, the fans play of the year and then, and then the second year I think I was runner up as well so my time down in Ipswich was really good uh, Mick um, don't, uh, the thing about Mick you know is everyone knows he's straight down the middle honest with you and I think that's I think if you ask anyone that's what players want in a manager someone who is honest with you who's straight down the middle so you know where you're standing because yeah. sometimes sometimes at the time you might you know, might not like it but when you go home and reflect be it two hours later 24 hours later a week later you know it was the right thing and don't get me wrong there would be times when I didn't agree with Mick and we maybe had a wee not an argument but you know I, I would always because I thought because I thought about football and told you you get you think about tactics and all sorts and that and the way the game is and I'd analyse myself and and sometimes I, if I didn't agree with them I'd, 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 I'd never talk back but I'd give my opinion yeah. and my point of view you know I, I've always been like that but I wouldn't do it in I wouldn't say so I'd done it in a group it would always be if it was in his office or that and, yeah. and I think I think managers uh, um, managers you know respect that as well you know and that's part and parcel of being a manager and good man management skills but yeah Mick was the good guy if you walk down the street now with him I see the street you know you know everyone who knows him you know he'll stand and talk to you and yeah. be the gentleman that he is and, but as a manager you know, he was very honest straight down the middle and I think I talk for a lot of people I think that's what if you ask anyone if I, was, if I go into management myself I think honesty is, is the best policy 100% now. He's obviously signed you in 2009 for Wolves, signed you in 2013 for Ipswich. Um, it's like the World Cup. If he signs you now for Cardiff, he gets to keep it, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any danger you're going to Cardiff, Christoph? <laughs> Not a chance. I'm, I'm too old. Unless he wants a, a coach or a, a reserve coach, he's got my number. But at the moment, I, I won't be going there playing, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at Ipswich, what's interesting, I believe it was 174 appearances um in, in that spell which which you know by my calculation um you're pretty much an ever present for four seasons in that time uh christoph listen i'm a wolves fan we never got to see you score a goal for our club um but at ipswich you scored i believe 14 goals in 174 appearances i mean the strikers who'd be pleased with that record yeah, I know. I think my first season I scored six or seven, and in my second season I scored five or six. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was on fire, and, and ugh, Wolves. I just just never seemed to score. You know, I had great chances. I want I might want to my best chance was against Sunderland, and um, my current teammate just now at Hearts, Craig Gordon, done a world of save. I was like, oh, I just just don't think it was meant to happen. You know, and um, yeah, as I said, I went to Ipswich, had a had a good time, and work under Mick, and yeah. Obviously, then I left. I think I was there four and a half, four seasons. Yeah. I left after four seasons. I decided I wanted to come back to Scotland. Um, and we had good times. The first season, we kind of just missed the playoffs. Second season, got to the playoff semi-finals. Third season, we were just flirting about the playoffs. And then the fourth season, it kind of just... That's when the fans kind of started to get a wee bit frustrated with things and that. And we respect them more, even though we were probably punching above our wave. And once in, our budget, you know, and yeah, and what? Well, I think there was an Ipswich. You know, be careful what you wish for, because then Mick went, and it all went wrong for them. Um, yeah. And and I mean, listen, part of the uh, obviously when you was at Wolves, three seasons in the Premier League. Um, so obviously, you know, you, you you probably didn't have that much chance to to get forward anyway. But the question I was going to ask about your time at Wolves, who was your uh, 
because you played with quite a few of the defenders. Who was your best centre half pairing with Christoph? Probably off the top of my head, probably say Jody. You know, I just I think we just kind of we always Jody was such, like, such as you know, him just a great guy down yes. to earth and not high maintenance, just like myself. We kind of just got on with our jobs, you know, and just weren't very weren't the loudest in the room. You know, we we're good professionals, and yeah, we kind of. You could have a, a frank conversation with him and he'd give your honest opinion. And I think that was, um, yeah, that was definitely, I'd probably say, my, how they were yeah. my best partnerships, you know. He'll, he'll like that, Jody. Well, um, on, I mean, a point I want to get to as well. Very, very important, Christoph. 41 caps for your country, four goals. You also represented Scotland at under 21 and B level. I mean, as a professional, um, once again, great career, played in the Premier League. Is it the pinnacle um, playing for your country, and and how proud is it to obviously pull on that blue jersey? Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think when you look back once again and realise how, on a personal point of view, how fortunate I was to play for Scotland forty-one times and score for four goals. You know, that's something that no one could take away from me. And yeah, I think it is. I think any kid's dream. You obviously want to play the highest level football wise but to, to represent your country and I, and I managed to play in some big games and yeah as, I, as you said yeah I think that definitely is you know the pinnacle of anyone's career oh absolutely huge and actually you, you talk about big games one of the games I was actually there at Hampton Park in the England end Christoph so I'm not happy Scotland to England <laughs> Scotland to England to Lee Griffiths obviously ex-Wolves uh, again scored two perlers of free kicks uh, against Joe Hart. And I, if memory serves me, I think one was... He, be, he beat the wall both times. One one side, uh, one the other. I mean, what what sort of game was that to play? And it was a two-all draw. It, it must have... I mean, I was in the crowd. It must have been electric. And, uh, I don't doubt it's the biggest game I've ever played in, the best atmosphere I've played in. If only we just held on for, what, a minute more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, honestly, when these goals went in, when I watch, when you watch uh, the highlights again and the little clips of the goals going on, and uh, I think it was um, Gary Neville and commentary, and that it was kind of like for us, it was probably for me, it's kind of one of those moments when Man City won the league in that last minute kick of the ball against yes. QPR when Aguero scores. That kind of moment for us, you know, and and Kane, you know, they're the equaliser. We probably had a chance to clear it and get rid of the ball and. And it would have happened, but that that's football and for you in hindsight. And you know, Harry Kane does what he does, he scored and to be honest, I don't think Harry Kane actually done much again apart from that and yeah. that that's why he's a world class striker because he said he might he might have had a quiet game, but that one moment when he needed to he had that one opportunity to score and he, it was a great finish and but yeah, those celebrations I just I think one of the goals, I don't know if it was the first or second, at least um scoring you can just see me and Charlie McGrew we kind of just jump up and bear hug each other but as we're off celebrating and that and um, yeah that is a game that that'll be that's number one definitely in fact actually it's funny you should say that about Charlie Mulgrew obviously he was at Wolves Charlie was you was Lee Griffiths so it was like been that day it was England versus the next Wolves team no definitely yeah I never thought of that you know Lee wasn't there for long but Charlie was there for a a while and then I was probably there the longest. I would have been there the longest, yeah. And 
Um, you, you, listen, I don't want to wish your football career away here, Christoph, because <laughs> I know I'm kindly speaking to you. You're in a hotel, obviously. You're preparing um, for, for, for a game for Hearts. You're 36 now, um, Christoph, which, listen, to still be playing is, is fantastic because, you know, there, there's a lot of players who was at Wolves, particularly during your era, who have retired early in their 30s. So, you know, it's testament to you, the way you've looked after yourself and the way you've conducted yourself that you're still playing. Um, what, I mean, what are your plans for the future? Uh, you know, what are your plans after football? Do you want to stay in football? Do you want to come out of football? What What's yeah. the plans? Uh, well, I definitely want to keep on playing, I think, for another year or two. If anyone knows me, I'm, I'm very fit. I look after myself. I, yeah. I train every day. Going forward, though, yeah, I think I, I've done some coaching with the, the academy with under-14s and under-16s last year. Obviously, I came to a halt with um, lockdown and the COVID situa- situation. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm currently on my A licence just now. It would have probably been completed if, we, again, if it wasn't for the, the pandemic. But yeah. yeah, going forward, I think I think I do, yeah, I think I do want to be a manager 100%. I don't just want to be a manager. I know everyone says this, but, you know, I, I think my, my main is to, to manage down in England. Okay. Day, you know, I know it won't be easy. It's um, tough, but yeah, I think everything... I, most things I try and do, you know, I, I try and you want to do it the best of your ability. And just like a player, you know, if anyone, you know, um, might, if I'm going to be a manager, the likelihood it will start off in Scotland. But yes, and then I'd love to to progress down to England and manage at the highest level possible. I know it's that'll be that'll be hard to do and hard to achieve. But yeah, you know, why not? You know, why why if I, if I manage to do it football, why there's no reason why I can't. Um, can't do it at management level you know I, I, I look at games now the older you get you, you, you analyse all the games tactically yes. training you're always thinking to yourself would I do this would I do that what would I do this in training how, how I want my teams to play etc etc et so yeah I think I, I have that and it's just the, the toss up I'm still playing but I want to do coaching as well but so there's a wee bit of impatience there you know I want to kind of you know, try and get into coaching more and management, but I know I've still got uh, a bit to give and, and play on the playing side. So I think I just maybe need to bide my time just now and yeah. be a bit patient and just let. And, and as, as people have said, you know, play as, as long as you can, especially if it's a, if it's a, a half decent level. Oh, I mean, I think the reality is, Christoph, um, you are any professional footballer. He's a long time retired, and and you do want to play for as long as you can. Um, so listen so you could be playing then till you're about 37, 38 at this point then yeah definitely yeah I've touched with I've not touched with I've not really had any serious injuries I had one at, at when I came back to Hearts when I fell awkwardly my hamstring against Celtic and I, I um, uh, tore my my hamstring like really badly but I came back that, from that uh, stronger than ever and you know I've kind of over my career even at Wills I never really missed any games due to injury and if it was it was a wee niggle nothing much so if I can keep that don't get me wrong I'll be come to a point where my body does say that's enough but, yeah you know, already enough the now the way I play you know, I'm, I'm quite competitive and obviously physical so yeah there will come a point but at the moment as I said I'm, I'm, I'm training every day I still do all the running etc etc all the gym sessions and you know until that time comes I don't see why I shouldn't keep on trying to play um, and again, it all depending on the level as well, and it's I'll make sure at this at this point in my career, I don't I want to do do 
do it with someone I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy playing and also maybe I'll learn things as well for when I hopefully go into coaching the management side of things so it's not just going to be well, I'm not going to say it isn't but if I had a perfect world it would be something that's going to allow me to enjoy football yeah. but also learn things as well learn new things because eh? I, I always think no matter what age you are even a player you're always learning and and I think that's an important point, really. And as much as um, you're still in the Scottish Premier League now, um, I mean, would you be the sort no, of player? Oh, we're in the Championship because we, oh, so, the, uh, the pandemic ended last year. They, they decided just to have eight games to go to to shove us down. <laughs> I've just dropped myself right in it, haven't I? Yeah, yeah you've not done your research. <laughs> I, listen, Christoph, I I do apologise because I did. I mean, okay, I'll rephrase that. I can't even edit this podcast. Hang on, rewind. <laughs> So you're still in the Scottish Championship, Christoph, which is a listen, which is a fantastic level. Um, the point I was actually going to get to is, um, you, you, you're still playing at a great level. Are you one of the, the sort of players that would happily, you know, keep dropping to the point where the level's not so important? The fact that you, you're still playing football. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, that is a question. I would. I, I don't. I don't it, I, I can't answer that. I, yeah. I said, I've never. Really, I've always said to when I've ever been asked questions about would I go and play here, would I go and do this and that. I, I never do really anything. Yeah. You know, until the point comes that when it's either you know, toss a coin, I do this or not, or yes. do that, then yeah, I can't. I can't give a an answer on that. Oh, of course, of course. So I'm sorry for getting that wrong, by the way, Christoph. And, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and and listen, I want to thank you for your time today, but. Obviously, before we go, what um, from your point of view, your time at Wolves, which is probably you know the the, the peak of your career, effectively, especially in England, um, for those four years, what was your your abiding memory and your highlight from that time at the club, which you can look back now with a, with a smile on your face? Highlights uh, from the Championship season, I, I think it was that game away to derby when we won 3-2 I think Keogh scored in the yes. last minute or two I think it was over the Easter weekend it was, I think it was a really warm day I had a I think the team we were rubbish I had a, I had a rubbish game it was one of those games I think we were just knackered I think we just played two days prior but I think that was we, it, we hadn't officially won the league or mathematically won it but I think when we, we won that game I think everyone knew you know that we were going to win the league and that was kind of did the point I think as I said I know we had a couple of games to do to win it but I thought that was a point that yeah, yeah we're going to we're definitely going up and we had the momentum and on our side yes and uh, going up playing in the Premier League I think it's all these apart from Arsenal who, who I think we never bet I think we had a couple of draws against them at least one draw in the Emirates yeah but I think all those memories of beating we bet my United we beat Man City I'm sure we beat Liverpool on the Monday Night Live on Sky Sports yeah. I think we beat Chelsea as well, you know, and Tottenham. Yes. Especially. We always had some really good games against Tottenham, especially at White Hart Lane, and all those games against those massive clubs. I think when I look back, those will be the, the memories. You know, I'm fortunate enough to play against these massive teams. Don't get it wrong, we got hammered at times, but yeah, you got to look at all the all the good points, and that's the ones that will stand out. And once again, you know, looking back now, we also had a massive club there. They're at a different level now, bigger investment, some top, top elite players now, international players, who, we, who at the time we didn't have that, we didn't have the money to, to afford to pay, we didn't have the budget to do that under under mixed tenure. Yeah. But um, when I look back now, you know, 
Wales are a massive club, you know, great facilities, great stadium and, and good people within the club, you know, the people who, who work at the club, you know, and uh, I still see the telly, I watch it, Matt, for example, the doctors there, I'm sure. Yeah. The kit man, Mortz and that will probably still be there, you know, so people who, who live in, in, who love the club and, you know, just love being there and, um, yeah, that, that, you know, really friendly people. Ah, well, listen, Christoph, it's been, you know, once again, consummate professional as you are. Thank you so much um, for your time today. Thank you for representing our club as well. I'm glad you've got so many great memories from it. Um, so thank you so much, and you are welcome on the Wolf Whistle any day. No problem, Jason. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you.